Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Counter. Now, stress and anxiety is the main theme for this season, so we would be remiss, second time in an episode I've used that word, if we didn't <laughs> discuss alcohol as a coping mechanism for stress, anxiety, sleep, all of that kind of stuff. But before we get to that, one thing I wanted to mention, specifically because of our special guest here today, John Belidi, a.k.a. Johnny B. Good, a.k.a. <laughs> AKA my father, when I was growing up myself, a lot of my friends, anyone I knew who found out my dad was a pharmacist, the first thing, if we were you know, all hanging out doing whatever, is, hey, Vince, 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 can you ask your dad or even me, hey, dad, dad can, can I drink on this medicine? Or <laughs> is it okay if I have a glass of wine with this medicine or a beer with this medicine or that kind of stuff? So I thought we would you know, start here by talking a little bit about different medication as it relates to alcohol and that kind of stuff because it's just funny talking about that because literally my entire life having you as a pharmacist, <laughs> that was... Your predominant resource for I, me. I do, I do recall uh, several of those calls and some texts, too, and some of the people who didn't listen. I remember some stories uh, after Yes, that. one of my friends did not listen. Yeah, it was not sick. a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yes, I do recall that. And, uh, you know, that is a common question that we get. You know, can I drink with this? But I always say uh, you have to really look at the, uh, the person and ask them, when you say you're going to drink, you know, everybody considers a drink or drinking differently, and you have to really look at, in the quantities, like somebody who's a casual drinker who may over the course of a night have one to two drinks sure. versus a per and that may be once a week or, you know, at, at most versus a person who drinks more regularly and maybe five times a week has at least three drinks. So that's somebody who I would call a more frequent or not chronic user, maybe. And how you answer depends on. Well, yeah, sometimes it does, because sometimes it's uh, there. Sometimes there are interactions and sometimes there are things that are uh, just because if you've had. For example, like, what do you think about with, like, uh, a common thing, people take uh, NSAIDs, like Motrin, ibuprofen, uh, you know, uh, even aspirin a lot. A lot of people take aspirin, and you say, well, you know, is, is it an interaction to drink with that? Technically, it isn't an interaction per se, right? It, but it's not necessarily good for your stomach. Uh, that's what I told my... When so, my right, when so my you thin the lie of the... Thin, thinning the line of your stomach can cause irritations. If you're prone already to ulcers or something like that... Put a hole in your stomach. Yeah, so you could end up, you know... So if, if you're an occasional drinker and, you know, you, maybe you've had aspirin that day in the morning and now you're having a drink at night, well, no, I don't think that's a big deal. But if you're using ibuprofen three or four times a day and then you're using alcohol like that much, well, then I'd say, yeah, you know, it's not a good idea. So it, it, you really don't... I don't think that I always like to ask a lot more questions before I answer yes or no. Sure, know? sure. So if you guys do have any questions, feel free to let us know. That's what we're here for. So were you going to answer them? Yeah, oh, if I add a little bit more yeah. to that, um, their medic I mean, alcohol gets metabolized by liver, and your medications also get metabolized by the liver. So that alone, you're overworking your liver in that sense. So that's also pretty important, too. Sure. Um, you know, and also there are certain medications out there that will literally make you vomit. If you drink alcohol, happened to my friend. <laughs> there's some, there's some antibacterials, you know, some some antibiotics and some medications that will literally make you puke. So we don't want that to happen. Sure, sure. Right. I think another common thing people, everybody uh, t uh, can take a Tylenol here and there. So like to James's point about metabolism, as opposed to the interaction with like a, a Motrin or an, a an aspirin, where it's just about the stomach irritation, uh, Tylenol and drugs. Many pain medicines have Tylenol in them. They have. Um, they all get metabolized by the liver. So the more Tylenol you're taking, then it's a more work that you're putting on your liver. So then it's, it's adding uh, more and more stress to your body and potentially, you know, increasing the effects of the, uh, you know, the sure. damage on your liver or 
in general, I guess it's important to talk to your pharmacist. In it is. And uh, to go along with our theme with the, you know, coping with stress, sure. and a lot of people who's watching this may have experience with taking medications for that purposes, for depression, for mood issues, and things like that. And, you know, when you take benzodiazepines, some people, you know, alprazolam, anything that ends with Zolams or whatever. Xanax, or, that kind sure, of stuff, Sure, right? and try to fall asleep. And some people will still drink. You know, the night before or night of rather and try you know try to fall asleep and they can and they pop on the pill and that has certainly has an additive effect which can be pretty brutal to your body sure yeah sometimes with uh, you, you find when you're coping with uh, a, a stressful situation and you do use uh, things like uh, the alprazolam or Xanax and things like that sometimes because it's a short-acting thing it can start working quickly but then it you know the effects also wear off fairly quickly and before you know it you're needing more because you know you, you the whole thing just kind of compounds upon itself because you need more of the medicine it's wearing off you're getting then more anxious and more stressed out so uh the, using those medicines as a uh, as the sole way of coping with uh your stress and anxiety isn't probably a good idea there have to be it has to be a multi a faceted approach usually to, to, to so, be successful. Okay, makes sense. So let's get to alcohol now specifically. So how does that exactly, you know, people before they go to bed, a little nightcap, it's a common expression, right? How does that actually work in your body and what does that do in terms of sleep, right? We hear a lot about, oh, don't drink caffeine before you go to bed. What is What kind of effects does alcohol have in that sense? Well, I mean, I mean, please uh, leave a comment. Do you really, you know, have a glass of wine, glass of beer, or shots of vodka, whatever it is, whatever it may be, do you do that before you go to bed? Just to, you know, you know, if you, uh, if we refer to our other segment that we have, to kind of shut your brain off a little bit. Sure. You know, it's, it's an easy way to do it, but how, does it really help? Well, alcohol is unfortunately never a good reason to try to, when you try to fall asleep well. Um, you may be able to fall asleep quicker, however, it will never get you that deep sleep that you actually need. Right. And a lot of times you wake up in the middle of the night or even if you wake up in the morning, you don't feel that great. And that's the reason for that. Sure. You know? Yeah. So it's not it's, you might get knocked out, but you're not going to get a restful sleep. So sure. uh, generally not a good idea. There are so many different things that you can do to try to get a better night's sleep. Exactly what I was just going to go off <laughs> with, too. Yeah. yeah. Like, alcohol in general is funny because I obviously drink alcohol. And if you do or don't, it's obviously a personal choice or sometimes people have challenges with that and that kind of stuff and sure. everyone's in a different place. For me, I basically, I mean, I'm Italian, I bleed red wine, right? And I sweat <laughs> olive oil, but I bleed red wine. So for me, and people often say with wine too, oh, whether it's for going to sleep or, oh, there's antioxidants in wine, right? The way I like to talk about alcohol too is that it, that should not be a a resource or a tool if you enjoy it and like doing it sure have a glass have whatever but don't do it because of the nutrients or the impact yeah, it's, it's not an this. excuse please, please. <laughs> I, I, I hear that too often like well there's resveratrol in red wine for example right but you probably have to have two bottles of it to get a decent amount of resveratrol. Uh, probably there's, more there's other <laughs> yeah, right, maybe so. foods that don't have alcohol that sure. can have the same nutrients and be more nutritious in general too, or so. visit our website to find out where you get some supplements for that too true <laughs> true that as well so basically when it comes to alcohol, I mean, do you guys find yourselves doing that kind of stuff to wind down at the end of the day? Like just from a, a practical perspective, what's your um, take on that as an individual? To me, I, I, that's not a, a preference. I mean, I prefer like if I'm either in a social setting or with dinner or something like that. For sleep, well, sleep-wise, no, I, I wouldn't say that that would be a good idea. And like I said to you before, when you're looking at, you know, trying to... Um, 
you know, trying to cope with this specific uh, stressful points, there are other things you should probably be doing to try to, to uh, sure. Whether do. it's hygiene or other natural things. Yeah, or some. So. I mean, yeah, there's different things you can do. Sleep that hygiene. Yeah, sleep hygiene. hygiene. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, there's other things you can do to try to to work off some of that stress and anxiety. And and honestly. Uh, Sometimes just reading sometimes is a, sure. is a good thing. It's a you force yourself to get in there, and that habit of doing that's not a bad thing to do. You know. Well, I can certainly talk from personal experience. I am one of those. I will definitely take a shot before I go to bed. Literally a shot. Literally a shot. Sometimes, yeah. I mean, on the rock, you know, or right, beer. Right. It can be wine. I don't discriminate when it comes to alcohol. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you know, and good to know. Well, from personal experience, obviously. Uh, what are some negative things that, the negative impact that it has on me with sleeping? First of all, it kind of makes you pee, you know? <laughs> so there are nights that if I go a little overboard, you know, one becomes two, three, and then four, right? right. <laughs> so I end up going, I have to get up to go to the bathroom. Right. Um, of course, there is always a hangover. If I go a little overboard then the, the morning after, and that's or something that- a lot of that, overboard. Well, depends, I guess. <laughs> um, the hangover is such certainly, you know, pain in the neck and when you try to function throughout the day and that actually relates to the next night you know a terrible sleep hygiene along sure. with that so you know it's definitely not recommended um it, it's just about the balance like we're not saying don't drink at all at night that's not what we're getting at um as we said you know he's devil italian they bleed red wine you know <laughs> he's so, more of a vodka um, guy himself actually <laughs> sure. but. so yeah, he might be sweating though who knows right, yeah, yeah, right. so uh, yeah, it's more like well, it's okay to you know, grab a glass of wine with your dinner. That's not a problem. But you know, try to use that as your sole coping mechanism. As John mentioned, he tried to read. You know, I should try to do some other things other than drinking as my go-to guy or my best friend, rather, to, you know, with the, to cope with stress. Gotcha. Cool. Well, thanks for sharing, guys. If you guys have any questions... As always, feel free to give us a call or check out our website, hbpharmacy.com or gaspersbest.com for our nutraceuticals and all of that good stuff too. Thanks a lot for joining. Comment below if you have any questions, comments, how you guys feel about this topic. It can be a little bit of a hot topic. Of course. Alcohol in general when it comes to health, nutrition, all that kind of stuff. So comment below if you have anything to say or contribute or any other things that we didn't bring up that you want to hear us talk about. And we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks. Thank you. Are hangover cures legitimate? Find out on next week's episode of Behind the Counter. Cure for uh, almost every every New Year's Day, somebody's like, "What is the remedy for the hangover? What's the perfect thing?" And some you know, people like have the well, the certain amount of ibuprofen you take before you go to sleep, plus a certain volume of liquid, or and other people have um, what's the Taylor ham and egg and cheese <laughs> and some of these other things. To me, you know, I. What about I, Pedialyte?